Hello there, welcome along to PTI Australia. I'm Russell Barwick, Sam Kakovich. Massive day in Australia today because he, Sai, has arrived in town. He has you. Not Gangnut Style. It is Gangnam Style. No, Gangnam. you're saying Gangnut Style. It's Gang. It's Gangnam Style. Gangnam Style. It'll be Gangnut by the time. It's Australian. It's Australian. Gangnut Style. Gangnut. Yeah, Gumtree. Uh, tonight on the show, the biggest bust in world sport, the A-League, going gangbusters. Ooh. There's a bust up in New Zealand over the new coach and champion jockey Jimmy Cassidy is here for our five good minutes segment. And also the judge returns to hand down some guilty or not guilty verdicts. It's all brought to you by sportingbet.com.au. Speaking of guilty, we start with the biggest story right now Ooh. and that's the report against evidence on Lance Armstrong. It's led to many cyclists, including Aussie Matt White, to come out and admit they were part of the whole scenario. This is the, the, the most... The wall has crumbled and it's all crumbling around. No so doubt, and I defended him diligently, but I must confess... Well, are you now upset? I'm convinced, yes, I'm convinced. There's so many came out. But what really amazed me, just how sophisticated this doping program has been and how orchestrated, and they did it with great impunity, and to this day he still maintains what, a steadfast defiance can I ask and you he's what, arrogant about it. What was the, the part, you know, because before you said Tyler Hamilton, oh, he's guilty, he's a drug yeah. cheat, he's only doing it because he needs to sell a they book. They transfused their own blood. Yeah, but when Matthew White came out and quit yeah. three jobs on the weekend, was that the... The, the one that oh, that was the one that really uh, broke it. the camel's back for I me. I mean, everybody thought yeah. that. But I still am a little bit sceptical that all of these people were involved in doping, yet there's pots of clean athletes there. Is that Oh, look, wrong? I think there's a great pool of, of dark smoke hanging over, this, over the uh, sport. Can but I still think it's a, they can recover. There's a lot of good stuff still there and a lot of decent people, and they will recover. Now, the big story in racing at the moment, and uh, let me tell you, there's none bigger than this. Damien Oliver, arguably the best hoop in the country, is facing allegations that he placed a $10,000 bet on the rival horse back in 2010. And as a result, he has now lost rides in the upcoming Caulfield Cup and Colts Plate. They're just allegations as now, so there is an issue of... Oh, yeah, innocent Innocence proved, proved, and proven I, guilty. And I'm a bit upset that uh, people have gone off a bit early and uh, I understand that the journalist has got a leak and that's his job and all of that sort of thing. I really uh, suspect that this could have been handled better. Damien's released a statement. There are some trainers that are supporting Damien and I applaud those yeah. trainers. I would still... Um, uh, support Damien if I was in that situation because Damien at the end of the Oliver. day, he's a jockey and you want your best jockey on the horse. But Damien Oliver, let me tell you, the general consensus of opinion throughout the industry is you can never question Damien's integrity. Yeah. And I still have no but problem with anyone having a bet. Outside of racing, yeah. this is going to stick. But it has, well, there's going to, a little bit of it's going to stick, but I don't think there's anything wrong with having a bet. I don't think Damien Oliver would even remotely have, yeah. you know, The problem is untoward. having a bet on a horse that you're not on and riding to tactics. And you've got to be said to be transparent yes. and corporate governance has got to be exemplary. I understand all that. OK, the A-League had an amazing weekend. 35,000 turned up to watch Sydney I play Newcastle, Del Piero and Heskey. You actually tipped that this whole thing would be a waste of money, but they both scored. There was a record number of merchandise, record number of ticket yeah. sales. This is the second thing you've got wrong in three stories on this show. Is that all? Well, that means I'll be contracted for another two years. <laughs> but I'll tell you what was good. The Australian Soccer Federation have been very smart by this. The Football, Football Federation, Federation of Australia. Of Australia. <laughs> uh, their scheduling of the games. Let me tell you, oh, if you on. read the papers in recent times, there's three and four uh, pages devoted purely to the A-League. 
which is fantastic. 35,000 Newcastle. Both Heskey and uh, Del Piero scored. Thank you. High calibre game. We go up to Brisbane, 18,000 turn up. Melbourne victory, which I'll be coaching very shortly, let me assure you the way they're going. <laughs> Ange Postacoglu, I'll tell you what, what you? the Greeks have had a big year, I'm telling you. <laughs> I did a gig in Greece last year, they paid me cash and it bounced. But anyhow, the other thing was, <laughs> I'm telling you, it is... It's it, a, where's the ball? They're having bad. <laughs> my first manager, my first, my first manager was Greasy, Greek, he was... Conspiracy. <laughs> conspiracy. The rugby league. Oh, now, let me tell you, I, was, I, got, I must confess. You're on a roll and you killed yourself. I must then. confess, I was uh, sceptical about this turning into a major event. The rugby league. Because it was the rugby league season Australia, was over. Australia, 1810 over New Zealand. Yeah. In Townsville. 80 degree heat. Unbelievable game. Terrific game. Great well, skills. Well done to the all concerned because I probably, like you, were a bit sceptical that it might have been a, a bit of a touch footy game. The, the bookmakers said that Australia were going to win by the length of the straight. But the Kiwis fought well. That try that was set up by uh, Perrett just before half time. What about Perrett's grab? Oh, as much as it killed my half full double, it actually was Would good you have to watch. I might have had a nibble and then oh, I went to bed because I was all yourself. over. Oh, we've got a problem. Are you serious? Oh, I love it. It's the yeah. greatest time of the year to be part of this fiscal. Uh... I was half full myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. Thumbs up to all concerned. A little side issue going on with uh, the coach and should Tim Sheens be appointed full-time? I don't think there's a need for a full-time Australian coach at all, not with only two or three games a year. So that's a bit of a waste of well, money. Well, the players were unanimous they wanted Sheen. Well, I just don't think it's worthwhile. The players had to butt out, let me assure you. To the AFL, both trade and free agency periods are now well underway. So who's been the big winners so far and who is going to get the signature of Kirk Tippett? Oh, we won't know that till the last 24 hours. Mm -hmm. But at the moment, on exposed stuff, I think Eston have done pretty well. Mm -hmm. They've got uh, the father's son with Danaher. They've got Goddard. I think Richmond have done well also with Chapman and... Uh, Knights. Knights. Mm -hmm. They're a couple of good, hard defenders. They'll do very well. I think uh, Penn, uh, Wellingham. Yeah. Wellingham going to the West Coast done very well. Lynch and I think Melbourne. Melbourne. They get Dawes in there and they also get Gumbleton in there. Two big bodies. Gumbleton is a question mark, but can play injury prone. Dawes, he'll have a good year. Dawes just had a bad year because of injury. He gets himself right. He'll be an asset up there with Clark up in the forward line. I reckon the be best, a good duet. the best decision out of the whole trade period happened uh, with the coaches and Leon Cameron going to the uh, GWS Giants. I think you'll find that that is a very smart play from uh, the GWS no, I He's going to be a great coach. Well, if they happen to sneak a couple of other signatures... Then That's unless know. Kevin Sheedy decides he wants to go on for another 30 years, <laughs> which let me know, Sheedy's <laughs> It's erratic. a chance. Long-serving ARU CEO John O'Neill has resigned from the top job after 14 years across two stints. He's considered one of the country's best sports administrators, but Australian rugby isn't in the best state right now. So the question we ask, Russell, yeah. is what legacy does he leave us? Well, right now, I can't remember the name of the captain of the Titanic, but uh, that is what John O'Neill is... He's jumped and... A sinking and, ship. Well, it's a sinking ship at the moment. And it was obvious to me that the... Well, uh, the Wallabies are a good brand. The, look, they're a great brand, but it has certainly not a brand that you would put in the top three in Australia right now. It would be borderline with the Socceroos. But so, surely in 2003 when he came in... He, uh, the we, World Cup no, no, and no, no. $30 million dollars was, had raised. Was well before that, the, he was he instigated the World Cup and the legacy that John O'Neill has left is fabulous. But let's talk about what's current well, You just said he was no good. He's a sinking I'm ship. I'm saying he's deserting fabulous the sinking ship. Fabulous and you're the Titanic. No. 
No, I'm saying what he did is fabulous. But what he's leaving, he's deserting the signature. What it allows them to do, and I'll tell you what's going to happen, is it allows them, the flower, new guy, to flowers. come in. They'll bring flowers back in. He won't. Way. And they'll punt the coach and they'll get an Australian coach, bet being you and McKenzie, and they'll right the ship over the oh. next couple of years. This is allowed rugby. You've confused That's a bad analogy for bringing the Titanic up. You Why? should have done your research a bit more. Why is that? The they New Zealand Warriors has named former Canberra and Penrith coach Matty Elliott as their new head coach. And there's already talk of a player revolt as they want assistant Tony Iroh to get the gig. Now, how does Elliott achieve results in these circumstances? And why no don't idea. the players pull their horns in? Well, what's wrong with the players getting the guy that they want? It happened with Paul Ruse. He seemed to do a pretty good job. The players are paid to do a job. Not worry about behind the scenes who they appoint as their coach. Oh, mate, they you, shouldn't be at all. This in... 1975 archaic view on life is a little bit... The players aren't kids anymore. The players are grown men who know that the responsibility of winning and losing falls on their shoulders. They need an environment that they need to respond to. Yeah, and if Tony right, Iroh right. is the person that they can respond to, my then they friend, should be. My little friend, in 1970s, we took responsibility for our actions. And life we has changed. We didn't care who was around. We determined our own destiny. Yeah, but you listened to the and coach. What, the coach had nothing to do with your win? Are oh, you kidding? Who listed the coach? Barras. No. Oh, is he watching? <laughs> oh, she's, we were sick. We were sick of fence when the great man walked when in. When the Barras walked in, you walked around with a little. It was like uh, following. We were genuflecting. You feel under now. You're like that bloke whoa, with the whoa. racers who picks up the poop from the horses. When oh. when Barras walked around, you were behind him. I it's, heard rumours. Yeah, I did. I tell you. That's the headlines. Next up, champion jockey Jimmy Cassidy. Speaking of horses, is along for five good minutes. He shapes up for a massive spring carnival, including the ride on the Caulfield Cup favourite this weekend. Glen Cadam, goal. goal. The first of the big three spring races in Melbourne is this Saturday, the Caulfield Cup. And the favourite is Gay Waterhouse's Glen Caddam Gold. My mate Rusty earlier caught up with its jockey, the great Jimmy Cassidy. Jimmy Cassidy, is this the most exciting part of the year for jockeys? We talk about grand finals and football. This is it for you blokes, isn't it? Well, it is. It's something you work hard for all year and you ride different horses throughout the year and hope they continue to, you know, to improve in their preps to, to go to Melbourne this time of the year for the big ones and... That's what every jockey's dream is, really. When, when we booked this interview a couple of weeks ago, you said, oh, yeah, no problems, shouldn't be having too much on that time of year. We were looking ahead to the, to the Cups and all of a sudden you get the phone call saying, can you ride the favourite in the Caulfield Cup? Take us through that phone call. Yeah, it was quite funny. Probably a little bit like Might and Power back in 97. I, I didn't have a ride in the Caulfield Cup that year and got the phone call and um, pretty much the same this year. Like, I didn't expect to... Well, at this stage, I didn't have, that stage, I didn't have a ride in the Caulfield Cup, so I was going to stay in Sydney and ride a few for John O'Shea and Chris Waller. And and then uh, Gay's stable rung and said about riding Glen Caddam Gold, and I thought Matty was having me on, my manager. I said, oh, yeah, right. And, um, no, he said, look, your services are wanted, so I said, yeah, I'll be there. So did, did the manager already say yes and sort of said... Mate, I've already taken the liberty of accepting the ride before you've even had a chance to tell it. What's the process? No, well, I was, I was pretty much hanging around with my lucky day to see what happened, whether he got a run or not, because mm-hmm. uh, he's naturally on the path to the to the Melbourne Cup. And we had a look through pretty much early last week that he was a fair way down in order of entry, so it didn't really look like he was going to get a run. And, um, and Maddie knew, I think, that morning... And didn't really say much to me. I got back from the track and we were just sort of going through things as we do every day. And I said, it looks like I'll be staying in Sydney. So I sort of said to O'Shea, I'll ride a few for him and a, probably a couple of Chris mm. Wallers. And he rung back and he goes, no, look, we've had the ride on Glen Cannon Gold throwing at us. And 
I said, oh, yeah, right, as if. <laughs> and, uh, no, that's the way it's turned out. And that is what jockeys' lives are about. I mean, we see it time and time again that you've probably had it happen to you. You've got a ride and all of a sudden it's gone. Yeah, well, look, I'm a great believer. There's a lot of sayings in racing. A lot of water goes under the bridge in 48 hours and... 48 hours in racing can be like a week sometimes. Oh, well, you've had blow-ups with Roggie, with Gay and with uh, others and kissed and made up 15 minutes later, which is what racing, what well, life's all about. That's what it's all about, yeah. yeah. Decisions you make in races sometimes are the right ones and sometimes are the wrong ones. And uh, myself, I wear my shirt on my sleeve, whether it's the right one or the wrong one, you get a cop it sweet. But, uh, look, it's a, it's a fickle game. It's a tough game. It's a game I love and I'm a great believer. Only the tough survive and I'm still surviving. Are we expecting a might and power-like run with Glenn Cadam Gold this weekend? No, look, I'll sort of assess it once we see the final field, but uh, all his runs so far in Australia have been on pace in front. Um, I don't believe he has to lead, but if he takes that role up from a nice alley and, uh, look, so be it. If he's, if he's fit enough and good enough, I can win the race on him. That's the least of my worries. Um, it's great to be on one of Gays in the Cup because they race on speed and they're tough and, and this bloke ticks all the boxes. I don't believe he's beaten a great deal of depth in the mm-hmm. races that he's won, but you can only win and he's been able to do that and he's got to you know, climb the ladder one more time coming into another big one. Racing uh, going through a bit of a funny old period now. There's a few uh, headlines you probably would rather not have. Uh, how do... <coughs> You've seen it all and been a part of it all. How do you sort of read into these things at the moment? Well, uh, this week I'm going there to concentrate on the on the, uh, the thousand guineas and, and the Caulfield Cup and worry about the other races after that weekend. Mm-hmm. Take one week at a time, and I'm there to focus on them. And you know what they write in the paper is not what I say. I believe what I say, and um, you know. They do their job to the best of their ability to. Is that the hardest thing sometimes about being, you know, you're, you're, it's rocks or diamonds so many times in your world and I've seen it with you. We've known each other for 15 years and I've yeah. seen it so many times and, and you just you just keep getting up and someone wants to whack you and you keep getting Yeah, up. well, look, I'm a great believer that uh, I think back to the legendary TJ Smith. He said to me one day, he goes, son, he said, if you had to pay for all the articles that they write about you, you would need 30 lifetimes to pay for it. Now, me, uh, you need the press, you don't need the press. If if they want to interview me, they interview me. Um, I don't solely put my life around the media. Um, I concentrate on riding winners and doing my job to the best of my ability. So um, if they want to play hardball, I can play hardball too. And you've ridden a couple of winners recently, quite a few, since you've had that uh, little break helping out your brother. But are we looking at a ring-a-ding-ding big time this weekend? It'll be bigger than Ben Air if I can win the Caulfield Cup. I'm really looking forward to the spring. I mean, to say, like, I've been in the game 30-something years now and I've been to the top and been to the bottom and I'm a great believer that it, it's always easy to get to the top, but it's hard to stay there. Yeah. And the few little tickles I get up my spine is that I've stayed there for a long time and I'm still there. Not many can do what I've done and uh, I'm proud of that myself, so... Caulfield Cup, Melbourne Cup, Cox Plate, it's all another year. So I want to be there amongst it and clickety-clack, the pump is back. I'll think of another one by next week. Jimmy Cassidy, thanks for being a part of us. We're having a dollar each way, Glenn Cadam Gold, and uh, hopefully uh, we're your lucky charm. Don't bet each way, bet to win. There you go, what a bit of advice that is, bet to win. 
Very measured, Jimmy Cassidy. Uh, wonderful That's interview. One of my outstanding interviews. Uh, well, <laughs> let's not get to that, but uh, he gave you a good insight into what it's like at the very top of the uh, mountain, which... Of course, I've never been to. Uh, Thank you for bringing that up. Next up, the judge <laughs> takes the stand to hand out some verdicts to Lance Armstrong, Bernard Tomic and Felix Baumgartner. Yes, the man who jumped from the sky. At a million miles an hour. How's that? Yeah, I bet you've been waiting for this all show. This is the part where Judge Kecker is now presiding, so please all rise, the dishonourable or honourable <laughs> Judge Kecker. <laughs> <laughs> look good in a wig. Sit down, my loyal friend. Uh, you look good in a wig. I wonder what you look like in a frock. But anyway, uh, OK, Judge, time to hand down some guilty or not guilty verdicts. And first on the stand as he walks in is Lance Armstrong, of course. There's been plenty of big doping and other cheating stories over the years. But Lance is charged with being the biggest fraud in the history of sport, perhaps the world. This was a very difficult one to adjudicate. I had to mull over it for many, many times, many hours in my chamber. Because on the one hand, he's been there's been speculation rife and rumours abound about his uh, drug taking, but never substantiated by all the governing bodies. Then all of a sudden, this tsunami hit me, a, uh, a tsunami of evidence which is so compelling. Irrefutable evidence. But in, what about against Ben Johnson and others before him? Is no, this but this 11 people, 11, 11 cyclists, those that he's actually been associated with, this has been proven to be the most sophisticated so, professional doping program in the history of sport. I have no other alternative, as much as I look from a human perspective, but to adjudicate guilty. OK. Next up. Bernard Tomic, last week you admitted to only playing at 85%, Bernard, and that was when you were beaten. It's not the first time he's been involved in some tanking dramas, but on the plus side, he's taken uh, tennis to a whole new level in this country when he reached the last 16 at the Australian Open. So guilty or not guilty of littering, i.e. throwing his talent away? This is another one that really had me addled. I went vexed. in the chambers uh, and, I, and I looked at the books. I was looking for precedence here. Because I took into account, as it's you rightly alluded to, this weekend. I looked at the fact the tender age. I looked at the fact that uh, he had us all at the edge of our seats a year ago when he mm -hmm. played in the last 16. Roger Federer, arguably the greatest player in the world, he nearly had him on the, you know, it was nip and tuck. And then all of a sudden do stupid things like he has in the last 12 months and then to openly admit that he's not trying. He is guilty as charged. Guilty as charged. OK, next up. Representing the ARU is John O'Neill. Before he leaves, the ARU has indicated it looks likely to retain Robbie Deans as Wallabies coach for the next year. Despite Deans, you know, leaving, it gives them an open opportunity to give him the flick pass. So, is the ARU guilty or not guilty of negligence? Ah, very good. This is another confusing one. I get all the big cases because there's no other judge can really... You know, d d definitively come to a uh, conclusion. No. Yeah, definitively. But weighing it up both sides of the fence, there'll be those doomsayers that'll say, well, this is an opening opportunity, the ideal thing, the obvious thing is to get rid of him. I'm one Like of someone like yeah. you. Yeah. They, but, but the bigger picture is that his recent performances have been pretty good. Oh, have they? A victory against Argentina, they finished Ooh. second in the world. They nearly uh, got locked up and they got There's some good 30. positive signs that they're coming through the uh, Mill OK Cup with new players emerging. Uh, I think it would be absolutely foolish guilty to get rid of him not... now. Not guilty. Oh, please, not guilty of negligence. Austrian Felix Baumgartner has set a new world record and jumped 39 kilometres from the edge of space. So, 
The question is, is he guilty or not guilty of being stupid? Well, this is an easy one. This guy has travelled at the uh, rate speed of sound, 1,342 kilometres per hour. He has free fall for 4 minutes and 39 seconds. The temperature up there, ladies and gentlemen, was 68 degrees minus. Now, 68 degrees, if you know anything about Fahrenheit or centigrade, minus 68. If you were to put your little Cold. pinky outside and the rest of your body inside, that just a little pinky, whichever one, it would just do that. Flop. Snap. Yep. It would flop, like a three and a half floppy. Uh, so you, I have no other alternative. He's probably a lovely man, but he's guilty of stupidity. Like I said, if you're look that good in a wig, how good would you look in a dress? That's it. Courts adjourned. Stop Next it up now. Stop for a big birthday it. for a rugby legend, an anniversary for one of the most infamous Stop Olympic it. moments, and our sporting bet best bets of the week. We might Stop talk it. about the 70s and the 80s music. Happy 50th birthday this week to David Campisi. You know Campo? Yeah. Do you reckon he'd be celebrating? Uh, with his mates and probably having a, a nice red wine. I know he's a fan of the red, so I'm a sh Mate, he's one of the greats of all time, the Campo. Not Happy the anniversary to the Black Power salute at the 68 Mexico Olympics. Americans Tommy Smith and John Carlos raising their fists in support of black rights. Peter Norman was also on the podium. He supported them. In fact, he was the one to tell one to put the right fist up and the other to put the left fist up. Very courageous when you consider the timing Never of the event. Never was picked for Australia ever again. It was a disgraceful performance. Happy trials of the 2020 the champions. People. It was. Uh, champions League for Shane, Wa Shane Watson. He's been recalled from Sydney's Sixers duty by Cricket Australia so he doesn't wear himself out for the upcoming test, which is pretty simple. Well, I've got no idea what to just... I think he got recalled to go to the, the season launch. It was that bizarre. I've got no idea. Now to the big finish, and in the Korean Formula 1, it was a Red Bull 1-2. Weber was first up on pole, but he lost the lead in the opening lap. Vettel went Zumba, and then it was uh, all over Red Rover. He just can't get out of the blocks, can he? He's got to stay. He had a real problem starting, but uh, he can always well, qualify. He's still going OK, but, you know, we, we just expect he's going to win everything, I suppose. Now, this was a Monty. Sally Pearson has won the Don Award at the Sport Australia Hall of Fame dinner. Mm. It's an award for the most inspiring person in Australian sport. And as I said earlier, could there possibly be a more deserving winner nope. than her? No. Not, not this year and not probably for the last couple of years. She is simply an outstanding individual and we love her to death. Uh, Tiger Woods went head-to-head -head with the uh, world number one Rory McIlroy for the first time at the World Golf Final. And the result was Woods winning comfortably. A start, perhaps, of a great rivalry between the two? No, but more importantly, there's another underlying message there. The old fox just let the new fox and the new boy on the block let him know that there's a lot of fuel left in this man. Mm, a lot of I'm still the king of the castle. <laughs> and Aussie Peter Jacobs has won the Hawaii Ironman. Aussies have won now won the last six high, I think six or six, six or seven. And look out for a great special on this year's race from Jason Bennett coming up real soon on ESPN. Sporting bet best bets. I like West Sydney over Sydney FC. He likes the victory to win over Adelaide. And Sporting bet uh, reckon Jimmy Cassidy will win the uh, Caulfield Cup with Glenn Cadam gold. That'll do it. I'm Russell Barwick. And as always, gunga doo, gunga doo. Ha ah, ah, ha, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Sam Kegley, and more importantly, you know it makes sense. That... I'm da da, gunga doo. Gangnam wow, wow. style. Gangnam.